Hello and welcome into another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you Italian football fans from all over the world. Jerry and I are officially rivals, at least for the next few days. We are enemies temporarily because my Inter are going to travel to Rome to take on Jerry's Lazio at the Stadio Olimpico this Friday. So it's... (laughs) Very early, uh, I guess, what do you call that? A late week game? First game uh, for the, the Serie A match day three weekend. Uh, 8.45 p.m. Italian time, 2.45 p.m. for our time zones uh, on the east coast of North America. So, Jerry, uh, how are you feeling? So, Inter coming off of a six-point start. Lazio with a four-point start. Most recently for Lazio, it was a nil-nil draw against uh, Torino. How's your confidence level? Um, I don't know. How hasn't kicked in yet? How do I feel? Um, I I expect Inter to win this game. That's what I expect, especially with the momentum they're they're going in. Then again, they they, they did beat Lecce, which they should Lecce have had in Spezia. In yeah. Spezia, two teams that are expected to battle for rele- uh, against relegation. So, whereas Lazio have played Torino and Bologna, which are more mid-table teams and to yeah, borderline top 10 on the corner of the 10, 11. So uh, Latsu has started off well this year, this season, sorry. So that's that's encouraging. I think the most important thing with the takeaway for me, I, I would say right now for Latsu is, is the defensive side of their game. And it looks way more structured, more composed with Romagnoli in the back end yeah. with a tr- and and this is not to throw a shot at Inter. This is just the Cherby was just not good in a back four. Maybe maybe going to Inter and playing in a back three would help him confident his confidence and just playing in a system that's better suited for him. So that might help a Cherby. Um for Romagnoli, he's used to playing in a back four at Milan. Yeah. So that's an advantage for him over a Cherby. Um, I think the, the biggest takeaway has been Patrick in the back end and how he has vastly improved under Sarri in the last year. This is a guy who has been played in every position under Simone Inzaghi. And Simone Inzaghi always trusted him, regardless of how many mistakes he made, because... He doesn't fight back against the manager. He respects the manager, so he makes the job easier. Um, I think Sorry has made the game easier for him, simplified it, and has really given him a position of how to play. He's not trying to do too much, and he's just keeping it simple. And I think that's what's making his game much better for him. Um, played really well against Torino. Played very well against Bologna, so... I think it's a big test to see where he's at against Inter. I think it will not be the same. It will be much harder. And having a guy like Romagnoli beside him will help him with his leadership and his ability to basically keep the back end very organized. Because like I said in in one of our earlier episodes, is that Romagnoli talks to the back end. He talks to the defense. So I think that's really important to try to keep things in line. So, um, something, hold on, I wanted to pull up this message from uh A podcast for the fans. Uh, I could totally see a draw. I'm going to disagree with nil-nil, Jerry. Uh, here's something that I, I found interesting in, in doing some some reading 
on this game earlier today and kind of where both of these squads stand. Uh, Inter have scored at least one goal in every Serie A match they played going back to March of last, or sorry, February of last season, where Lazio have scored at least one goal in every Serie A match they played going back to March of last season. So I think both teams to score is, uh, you know, for those who have, uh, you know, your, your sports books that you go to, if you play some wagers, you guys know that I'm too, I'm too superstitious to bet on inter like to win games, but sometimes I'll bet props that involve inter matches. So I think Jerry, something that I might look into is both teams to score. Cause I could totally see this game ending in a one, one or maybe a two to one for either side. I think it's going to be a close match, but I do think both teams will score because that's been the trend for Lazio and inter, uh, especially, you know, on the inter side of things, um, one very promising thing that came out of the Spezia match, and I know that people are, are right to say that Inter have not really played anyone, right? Because they they had a, a scare match day one on the road against Lecce, much more comfortable against Spezia, didn't give up a shot on target, but these are not good teams that they've been facing so far. But I am starting to really see the chemistry between Lautaro and Lukaku reform. Um, that's, I think, really been a positive sign coming out of the Spezia game that whatever sort of timing that they may have lost after a year not having played together last season, they're starting to pick up where they left off from a year ago. Uh, Lukaku had a beautiful assist on Lautaro's goal, really knowing exactly where he's going to be when he headed it to him, and there were other scoring chances that they had in the match that they created for one another. So I I think that's going to be – and you know, it's going to be very interesting, Jerry, because you talk about Lazio's defense – looking a lot more organized and a lot more sturdy. This is going to be a good test for both sides, right? Because Inter obviously have not faced a defense this good to this point, going up against the likes of Lecce and Spezia, nor have Lazio faced an attack with, you know, a force like Lautaro and Lukaku playing together once again. So I think this is going to be a great opportunity for Lazio to try to flex their defensive muscle and for Inter to try and flex their attacking muscles Uh, And, you know, the other, you know, big uh, thing that we're going to look into before Friday's clash is uh, I think uh, Simone Inzaghi has a decision as to whether he's going to start Robin Gosens or Federico Di Marco at left wing back. Uh, Di Marco started the second match. I I thought he looked uh, quite good. So it kind of gives uh, Simone a decision to make. And there's definitely, Jerry, I think there's a conversation to be had about Robin Gosens, who's just really, and I know that he's, Really, over the last couple of years, he's struggled with nagging injuries. He was injured at the time last January when Inter bought him from Atalanta, but he's he's not really he's not hit his form yet at Inter. I think he's only started one match in an Inter shirt, which was the Lecce match, and he's you know he's not put together like a really strong, consistent performance. So I'm curious to see if at any point in the coming weeks, if we start to see the Robin Gosens of a couple of seasons ago when he looked like one of the best left wing backs in the entire world. He's not there yet. Uh, and, you know, Di Marco is a guy who seems to be ascending and getting a little bit better and getting a little bit more solid with time. So that's going to be something that I look forward to. Um, so, you know, h- how much, uh, you know, Jerry, uh, Ro- uh, Lazio did beat Inter in Rome last year and that, you know, cra- crazy. I think it ended 3-2 or 3-1 Lazio. I think it was 3-1 3-2. Lazio. Was it 3-1? Yeah, 3-1. I think it was 3-1 because I, I think Inter scored first, I think, with Perisic, and then I think Lazio scored the next three. Uh, so Lazio did get the win on their on their home grounds last season. How much of an advantage, if any, do you think playing at the Olimpico is going to have? Oh, massive. Absolutely massive. Um, apparently, there's 10,000 tickets sold. 
for Inter. And I think Lazio has almost 50,000. Um, it's amazing the amount of fans that are going to games right now in the first two, three games for Lazio. I think 50,000 fans for Lazio is a great turnout um, considering that we don't have, like our fan base compared to the other clubs are not as big. So when we can get a draw, a, a turnout of 50,000 is huge. And it pays, it, it, it plays such a key role in in how the team plays because they they a guy like Immobile thrives off fans. He he loves the momentum, the confidence, the people there, and, and they've been preaching about this during the preseason in their in their like little how how would you say it? Their their they auctioned they they showed their 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 jerseys and they were in in Rome and talking about how important it is to have the fans come out this year. And uh, in the first game of the season, they were down one nothing. And another thing I saw about this team was that they were showed some resilience. Oh, yeah. And um, I thought the fans played a big part in that 2-1 win over Bologna to open the season. And the fact that the fans kept on rallying them on and not turning on them and, and showing the support. So I think the fans do play a big part in, in how teams play when they're at home. And it's always it, it's always hard when you when you give up the first goal. Like so like Bologna scoring the first goal is, is always an advantage, right? Because you want to try to calm the crowd down. But at the same time it's good to have it to kind of get you going. Um so I do I do believe that it's gonna play a big a, a very big part on Friday in this game. Inch will help. So um, you got a, a question here on uh, on who? Because I, I I did I did read something today about Pedro possibly starting. Do you, do you have any expectation, Jerry, on starting eleven in some crucial positions? You know what? If 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 there was ever a week you had to put together a starting eleven for Lazio, this might be the hardest week that you'll put it together because. Pedro just came back from an injury, played 20 minutes on uh, Saturday versus Torino. Um, he's been training. I, I could – sorry, if, if Pedro's 100% fit, Pedro always starts first. That's – that's. Mm. there's no doubt that Pedro will start first because that is a sorry type player and that's just one of his trusted players. Um, Felipe Anderson is another one who would start because – he's another sorry kind of player and he's just up there. I think Zakani... and, and, and by the way, uh, we certainly didn't forget about this. Uh, we, even though we didn't mention it by name, that, that's why I remembered three one was because of that, uh, that Felipe Anderson goal from last season that got me all angry. But yeah, I, I haven't forgotten. Yeah. And you guys, Zakani, I think who will start off the, on the bench. If anything, if, if Pedro's, if Pedro's ready to go, he'll start with Felipe Anderson and I think that the two, the first player to be called off the bench will be Sakani, mm-hmm. and then will be Cancellieri. Those are the two that he'll depend on to play out wide. Um, I don't see Immobile coming out of this game. Sergey is, is a lock in the midfield. Who Sergey Malinkovic-Savage now plays with is the is the bigger question. Um, Vecino played on Saturday. I think a lot of people, a lot of Lazio fans were too quick to judge him. I don't think he was bad on Saturday. 
I don't think he was great, but again, the guy hasn't played for two years, so he really hasn't played that much football, so he needs time to get back at least to a level where it will help him. Um, I prefer Vecino off the bench. I think he's better suited for that role. I, I for one, would like to see Savage, Alberto, and then you got either Marcus Antonio or Basic. Or maybe even Cataldi starts. I don't know, but it, it, it's a coin toss. I think that Basic looked good on Saturday off the bench against Torino. Um, in the back will be the back end will, will be Patrick Romagnoli in center back. You got Marusic off out left, and you got um, Latidi out right, out wide on the right side. Um, in goal, it's it's a it's a coin toss. I thought Prohibido looked good. In the first game, looked a little shaky in the second game, but was okay. And then Maximiano is coming back from a suspension, so we don't know how Sari will react or how he approaches that. Does he go back and give him a start again? Does he go to Provadel now because he's played two games in a row? So there's, there's a lot of question marks in this lineup of how they approach it. Like, I think the biggest question marks is the midfield mm-hmm. and in the back end. You have an idea of, of how he can go in the front. You know it's going to be between Zakani, pa, Pedro, or Felipe Anderson. That two of the three are going to start. That's no doubt. Now you look at the midfield, and, and, and now you do you start Cataldi? I don't think Cataldi's been great in the first two games. I think he's been okay, but nothing special for me. Do you start Marcos Antonio? I think that's a big, big, big mistake because I think this is not a game you want to just throw him in. Yeah, too too early. I think it's too early for him. I think that off the bench on Saturday, he looked okay, but... Although he's he's faced Inter before. What was he with? uh, Shakhtar previously? Different system, though. Different style. That's true, but but he's he's faced Inter a handful of times over the years, so he knows knows Inter well because they've faced up so much in Champions League. If I had to predict the starting lineup, I would say Cataldi, Savage, and Alberto in that midfield. Um, that's what I would think he might go to. Basic looked okay on Saturday. Like that's another guy you can put in there. Uh, it, it's tough, but that that would be the three I would I would assume he might go with. Um, sorry, one thing I, I saw from him too on Saturday is that he diverted away from his game. He didn't stick to sorry ball on Saturday against mm. Torino. And I think that even in the first game, I didn't see all of what he normally is accustomed to. And I think that you might see a, a curveball from sorry on Friday and it may adapt to the game and kind of change it around. Um, that's what I've kind of noticed. Like he was really conservative, conservative against Torino. And people were saying that, Torino all played Lazio. I didn't see it that way. I thought that we had four or five really good chances to score, and they should have they should have won the game. Torino only had one shot the whole game on target, which was an innocent shot. Really didn't test it. I thought that Lazio showed a very good conservative approach, defending the box, staying a straight line, not kind of like looking disorganized. And I think that's where it has to begin with for Lazio. The goals will come. I think that once the, the defense gets an idea of how to play a straight line where everyone knows where to be, 
Like Latsidi has looked really good the first two games, both yeah. on both sides. Uh, Marusic had a really good uh, battle on Saturday against, I believe, his name Vlasic. Um, yeah, so if you can fix that part of the game, which was an area of concern last year, the the rest comes with it. Again, defense wins championships. You mm-hmm. can score. You can score fifty goals. Absolutely. You can score all the goals you want, but yeah, if you, you, never... know, you notice that the team that wins the Scudetto usually has the top or second best defense in the league, right? Sure. I mean, that that's usually the way that it plays out. Uh, I, I like this question, by the way, from Steady Ah Podcast for the fans, and it, it 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 sneaks something in there for both of our teams, Jerry. The first part of it is uh, for Inter: Do Inter strikers take goals from each other this season, and both end up under twenty goals? And Cheeto around twenty five. Um, yeah, to answer his question, yes. I think just by nature of the partnership between Lukaku and Lautaro Lula, who are going to be you know, the primary starters next to one another, but obviously Jekko and Correa, if he stays healthy, are going to get plenty of burn this season as well. But yeah, I mean, as far as Lula, they're definitely going to take goals away from each other. I think they did so two seasons ago and three seasons ago when they played together. Um, I think uh, I think Lukaku will probably go over 20 goals because he's going to be the primary PK taker. So I, I think the penalty kicks will probably boost Lukaku over 20. I do think Lu- La- Lautaro will probably be somewhere in the teens, probably under 20 goals uh, this year, at least in Serie A. In all competitions, uh, I'm not sure. All, all bets are off. But at least in Serie A, I think Lautaro probably under 20. Lukaku maybe 21, 22 goals. But, yeah, I mean, Jerry, I think uh, – I do think Cheeto is going to like Inter may outscore Lazio as a team this year, but I do think Cheeto Immobile will probably have more goals this season than any Inter attacker. Do you agree? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I I, I have him as Capo Caranieri. Um I'm going to stick by that. I'm not going to change my mind based on how the season has started. I, I'll go with um, with Immobile. Just because, yeah, it, it's a, it's an attack-minded team, and I think that it's such a a immobile dependent team that allows him to score that many goals. Inter is not a Lukaku dependent team; they're a Lukaku slash Martinez dependent team. They need one for the other to work, and if Lukaku has a bad game on Saturday, I think that affects Martinez. If Bingo. Martinez is off his game. I personally think that hurt, that hurts Lukaku. And then, and then Correa comes in as a substitute in the 85th minute, and he scores against Lazio, and he's a big hero. I'll never watch a game again. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. Jerry, if um, that were to happen, what would your Twitter mentions be like? Because you know, I don't, you I don't check that. my mentions. Oh, you don't check them anymore? Oh, fuck that. Too many death threats. Are you kidding me? I get too many threats. I, I looked oh, at man. it one day. That's I was not like, cool. I, I, I actually had I had one inter account actually rip me, but it was funny though, it was a joke. But he, he kind of said that uh Korea scored today, but what about Cheeto? He's like the barbecue specialist scored today. Did That's Cheeto did, did Cheeto score? I started laughing. Yeah. It was actually a good one, but um yeah, I expect to get tormented that day. <laughs> I don't I don't care if I get tortured as long as it's not personal threats, man. Like I like I, I never sent a death threat to to Joaquin Correa, so I hope I hope You're I don't right. get this name. Like I've never I've never tortured the guy in a bad way that he should be going home sleeping, crying in bed. The, the guy. Who, who do you think, like Jerry? Who, who who do who would Lazio fans like whistle harder? Like like who who did they who did they have a bigger grudge against, Inzaghi or Correa? 
I heard it last year that a few people booed Korea, but I don't know why. Hmm. Because there was no animosity. Like he he respectfully just didn't want to stay. And I and I and I I'm okay with that. If it, if a player wants to change of scenery, it's it's fine. Um Simone and Zaghi, the Ultras did a banner last year. They still have respect for him. Okay. I think it's, I think it's, there's a, there's a split divide between the fans of Simone and Zaghi. Some respect him for what he's achieved and what he's done for Lazio. And then you have another kind of fan base who says, you screwed us over, you chose money, you're a snake. Um, I can see how that, that can really upset fans because he had an agreement and the next day he just decided to take off and they call him a merchant or whatever you want to call him. But, um, but I think the guy who who's lucky tomorrow and didn't sign with Inter yet is a Cherby because I tell you right now, if a Cherby was playing at any moment tomorrow for Inter, he would have got booed by 60,000 fans. I saw a tweet today about like a Lazio fan or Inter fan saying Gamaggio and like how the the two intertwine and there's a there's a there's a strong relationship between Inter and Lazio and yep. and I know that some fans don't like it they don't like the relationship and the goodiness about it and that there should be a rivalry I'm I'm okay with it but like when you see that and you see the fans and how Inter and Lazio kind of get along okay you can just imagine how much more chirpy would get destroyed on the on on the field it would ruin him i honestly think that the next time intern lazio play and he plays any minute of that game i would if i'm in zaki i would be reluctant to not put him on against lazio i you know i i i think i think that that will happen i mean it wasn't it wasn't the same manager but when uh like even when when devry first came over from Lazio to Inter, he like I don't know if it was the first two, but like the first I think it was the first couple of times like over more than one season when he would have played in Rome, he conveniently didn't play, right? I think for for the same reason because his his exit from Lazio was a little controversial because of, you know, the the penalty kick that he conceded that helped Inter beat Lazio and knock them out of the Champions League right before he came over to Inter. So I could, uh, you know, Simone was not the manager at Inter at that time, but I, I could I could definitely see just for like every, just just to save the drama that Acherbi wouldn't play in that game. But And, and let's talk a little bit about Acherbi, Jerry, because, you know, there's been uh, – there's been like a social media campaign of a lot of Interisti who are just like they they just don't want a Cherubi. Like they do not want to bring him to Inter and they're very vocal about it. I'm pretty apathetic about it, Jerry. Like because here's here's where I look at it. Um I would be livid if they were selling screeny art and bringing in a Cherubi to replace one of their starters, but like to me bringing in you know, and I know he's not what he used to be. This is not a first choice center back, but to bring in somebody who does have a lot of experience, including experience under Inzaghi at a what seems like a, a low cost loan, and he'd even be giving up, I think, four hundred thousand euros of his wages to come to Inter, like as a fourth or a fifth choice center back. I don't have a strong feeling about it. Like I, I'm not telling you that this is a, still a dominant center back and this is a great player, uh, but you know, I, I think for some of these 
backup spots, they really value experience. And I also like I compare if it's not a Cherubi, enter our, you know, negotiating a potential loan, it'd be one or the other. So, right. So they, they're basically negotiating two deals and whichever one they get done first or more easily, they're bringing him to the club. So if it's not a Cherubi, they're working out a loan with, uh, I, I forgive me if I'm mispronouncing this man's name, but Chelsea's uh, Trevo Chaloba, um, to bring him over on loan. If it's not a Cherubi, this is, you know, a younger, less experienced defender, but doesn't know the league hasn't played in Serie A before. You know, doesn't have a past relationship with Inzaghi. Like, if you feel that this is a great up and coming player, and there's like an obligation or an option to buy, and maybe you keep him long term, okay, maybe. But if you're talking about potentially bringing this guy in from Chelsea for a one year rental, um, I'm not convinced he would be better in one season than a Cherubi. So I'm, I, I don't have a strong feeling about a Cherubi. I don't love it. Like, I don't think this is some great player. But if Inter end up bringing him in to be the fourth or fifth fifth choice center back, I can live with it. Trevor Chalaba is a really good defender. I I follow yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea being my, my other favorite team, and he's a young defender who has a lot of upside, good pace. I think that uh, he would strive well as a fourth, fifth defender. Okay. Can de- can so defend do you well. think like he comes over first season in Serie A? And I'm ask, I'm not like interrogating you. I'm asking you because I want to know. You, you you think he could do good work in in one season? Because the only reason why I say this about a Cherby is. He already knows the league. He knows the system. He knows the coach. Yeah, but he's also slow. Mm, like yeah. Chalaba is quick, man. He can. Okay. Here's the thing: a Cherby out of position, you're done. Can he? He overcommits to no. Cherby overcommits too much. I I I have a I had a tweet that I wasn't a tweet out, but I I chose not to. But it was a Cherby in the back end trying just making a pass, and it goes in the air, and it goes to nothing, and. It's just like his 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 read for the game, his his mind is just like not there. Like it's I don't know. He's a fragile player. You're taking on a guy who's very fragile, and the minute Inter turns on him, it's over. Mm. I'm telling you right now, the minute he gets Buddha, it's over. This guy, all he had to do was apologize to the Kurva. He he mocked the, the, the fans after he scored against when he scored against Genoa last year. You chooch. All yeah. you had to do was not even do that. Like he, yeah. he's, and then he, and then he cries wolf, and like he's just crying. And I, I had, a, I have a tweet that he has more apologies than good games last year. Okay, that's that's that, that, that that's that's that sums up his his season. He's got more apologies than goals. He's got more apologies than anything. Okay, uh, I'm sorry because my my smirk on my face after I scored. Did you see what Marisic did to him? When he blew a casket on him and he freaking lost it, like people didn't like that. I'm okay with it. Why are you, why are you smirking after you give up a goal? I don't care how you feel after the game. Like you should show some anger that you you conceded in the in the 90th minute. Like it's just not it's not healthy, man. Like where's the where's the fight? You know what I mean? Like yeah, Trevor Chalaba is it? I don't know. He had a first a very good start to last year. Okay, and then. As the season progressed, Tuchel kind of casted him out. And I was listening to this on, on, a, on a Chelsea pod today by The Athletic. And they were talking about they don't recommend Chalaba going out. And he should be starting more hmm. for Chelsea because he showed a lot of good promise in, in the EPL last year. And he was a very strong um, center back in the back there. So I, I like him. I think that if he can... 
succeed and show signs of growth and strength in the EPL, which is a much faster league. Yeah. Which is a much faster league. Um, I think that that benefits him in the e- in City. Um, it's kind of kind of like Tamori, I would say, is what is maybe what you should look at to steal. And he comes on, okay. and, and he comes in. He, you hope that it works. I just think you go with a younger defender, man. Like, why why do you need a Cherby? You got the Cherbies already in your team. You got Stefan Devry. Isn't right. that your Cherby already? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, isn't he the guy who has the experience? Who who can who can come in and out and, and if you think that he's lost a step can go on the bench and you can put somebody else in like I think that you need some youth in that back end you need, you need young legs you got Screenyard who's twenty nine I think if that's his age like you yeah got some, you got you got D'Ambrosio who, and listen in, in Inter and Chelsea have been doing a ton of business with one another so they've clearly they've developed a good uh, relationship so if, if it does and I, and you're you're turning me around Jerry on Chalaba like you're 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 getting me more excited about I this like possibility him. so I player. hope I hope that if you're able to if you're able to get a deal done for Chalaba and get him over a Cherubi because again I don't think they bring in both it's going to be one or the other I hope you have like a, kind of a nice handshake agreement on potentially being able to purchase him at the end of the loan. Cause like, if it's just a one year rental, I don't know how much good it really does, but if you can actually be in a good position to buy him and I know inter are back apparently in another FFP agreement as our Roma and to a lesser degree, Milan and Juventus. And, you know, I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about that from what I've been told. Uh, it's not like a big concern. I think inter and Roma have known about this for a long time and, I'm more worried about Steven Zhang than I am about any any uh, agreement with FFP because Steven is really the one that's keeping Inter from spending, not FFP. So that's, you know, it's neither here nor there. But before we wrap it up, Jerry, uh, do we want to give? Do we have the stones to give? Because uh, obviously you're a big Lazio fan. I'm a big Inter fan. Do we want to give a prediction for the match? No. On... No. No, I'm not, I'm not doing this shit, man. I'm going to go 1-1. I'm going to go with a draw. 1-1 even... draw. You I'm gonna go, go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Chiro and uh, Correa as the goal scorers. Yeah, you, you can you can go all the way you want, man. I ain't touching this with a. I'm not touching this game, man. No way. Not now when not now when it's Correa in this game. I if I jinx myself and I got Correa freaking sausage freaking memes at me all day. Oh, that's yeah, gonna be great. There's gonna be memes about me all day. Oh God. Um, hey, listen, you, you honestly. I write some stupid tweets every now and then that people throw back at me. I enjoy it. So prepare to be entertained if he does score. And Lazio might have one more player coming to to Rome in Sergio Regulon um, from Tottenham. And yeah. I hope I just hope this deal happens. Um, we need a left back. So if if he arrives, I think that. And I also like Valeri from uh, Cremonese. I thought that he had a really good game uh, against Roma on Monday. And I, I watched that game, actually, and I thought that was a very entertaining game between Roma and Cremonese. thought that Cremonese really held their own ground and showed that they are not going to be an easy team to play against every week. Yeah, I think, for sure. I don't, I don't know too much about their manager, but based on the way I saw them play, they look like a very disciplined team, which – is good to have. Um, saw the Napoli game. I think that 
this is where I, I'm laughing. That's right. I, I laugh. I laugh because I, I saw Bonetti wants to change his picks. And this is not a shot to him. I don't want to. But well, what, what did he say? Oh, he, what do you now mean he, so, so now before he was, he never had Napoli in the top four. Right. After this weekend, he's like, I need to reconsider. I think I have to put Napoli in the top four. Okay. And, and he's the perfect example of what I was trying to say. How the fuck can you make a top? How can you make a table of top 20 of where they're going to finish if you don't know what teams are going to do in the transfer market until next right. Thursday? Yeah. Look, well, so and, the and then also, and then also to want to change that two games into the season is, is also stupid. Like, you know, it, you're right. It, it's, it's dumb to dumb. make the prediction that early. And then it's also dumb to change it that quickly. But yeah, I know. I I'm just a, I'm a firm believer that if you're going to make a table, if you're going to do it at the beginning, stick to it. But I, I'm right. I'm, I suggest you just wait till the transfer market closes yeah. And then you can understand. But, like, look, Juventus is going to get Malik now. No one saw right. this coming. Everyone right. thought Memphis Depay was going to yeah, win Yeah, we, well, we thought, we thought, what was it, two years ago he was supposed to go to Juve, and then it, it fell through. So we, we didn't see it coming now. We saw it coming, like, two, three summers ago. Napoli wins again because he got, like, 15 20% of the sale if, if, yeah. if, if he goes there, which, again, great business by ADL. Like, two years later, think about Malik deal. All of a sudden, coming back, and it's like, oh, all that time he spent, he tried getting fifty million for him, but never got it. But now he's getting a percentage of the sale. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I didn't know that his stats were so good that he had like fifty goals in thirty three appearances. Yeah, I didn't know or either. Like thirty three goals, thirty three yeah. goals in fifty appearances. I watch a lot of Marseille. I came. He's a very good scorer. I'll give him that. But his overall game, I'm not impressed with. I saw the yeah, first two poacher. games. Yeah, I watched the first two games against Marseille this season. Should have got a red card against Budest. Um, I'm don't know how you didn't get a red card. His his athleticism is gr- garbage. Like he just <laughs> no, he doesn't run. He he doesn't move. He's just so stagnated. Like he just doesn't show anything. Like he he's in it. He's like a Mar- He's like an Icardi kind of. That's what of I was player. gonna say. He reminds, he reminds me, me a lot of Icardi. Icardi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just a poacher, man. Poacher. Just, like he's not a good player. I'm sorry. I don't think Malik's that great of a player. I, I don't. I think that Juve could do better. But I guess what it, what is better sometimes when you can't find it, it's going to cost you 50 million, right. Right? right? I guess yeah. Depay is a good player. You want to sign him? What's the cost? If if the cost of signing Depay is, is 50 million, is it worth it? Like no, I don't think so. Is it worth it? Like. You, like, I don't think Juventus wants to help Barcelona either in their freaking financial crisis. So that's yeah, another team in a like, terrible spot. Yeah. So, um, any other? Just checking to see if there's any. And I, uh, oh yeah, I still, still got to eat my dinner. So give give, give me one, yes. give me one more. Give me one more for the road. So I was watching Leon before we came on, mm-hmm. and it was the first French game I watched this week finally, and Paquita. Wow. Ooh, yeah. How's he looking? He has looked amazing, okay, to start the year. He was voted top five. Okay, he was one of the five finalists last year for player of the season for for Leon. I just gotta say that I, I don't I don't blame Milan for ruining him him. I don't don't think that's I think that Paquita was at Milan in a in a in a in a era where they were just really bad. 
and they didn't have an identity and they were yeah. just on the cross of trying to get out of that banter era. And Gattuso did a good job to try to keep him as high as he could. Um, there just there just was too much going on there, and there was a lot of struggle in the financial situation of uh, of I forgot his name there. Um, the owner they had that oh young ho lee the yeah that's it owner? the previous yeah, owner yeah. who screwed everything up and yeah my my, my twitter friend yeah and i, I thought that Pakita <laughs> like i think a lot of it has to do with the pressure i don't think he was able especially that he was very young in his early 20s he was there and i thought that the pressure really mounted on him and just couldn't live to the milan expectations and wasn't really fully developed in his game yet and he goes to Lyon where there's no pressure, fresh start, um, just playing football. And he excelled his game. And and, and the, what I've been watching so far this year, like against Trois, he was amazing. The, the way he's moving, the way he's passing the ball, the way he's reading the game, the way he's getting into, into areas, setting up goals. He set up a, a beautiful goal for Lyon last weekend. Nice. Like, oh, the, the – the dribbling from him is just exquisite. Like, that was I don't always know. his strength, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. like change change was needed for him, and and I think Milan showed a lot of patience too. They didn't they didn't give up on him right away. I think he had a few seasons before they had to. Yeah, it was at least it was at least two years, two, if not three. Two, yeah. two or three, and and, yeah. and you have to respect Milan for not giving up on him. But there's there's a time and place where you just say like, yeah, it, it, it's not working right now, like. That, that 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 was like a a, a pretty disastrous because I I can't remember exactly which year but he came over in a January transfer window and it was the same window yeah. when Milan bought uh, Piontek so they brought in Piontek and mm. Paqueta I think in the same window and yeah neither of those worked out obviously Milan had the last laugh they a couple of years later they went to Scudetto but that particular January window was not so good and they spent a lot of money on that. I think it was like. 35 million for Piontech and like 30 million for Paqueta. So that, that was, that was an expensive couple of failures. It reminds me of when, uh, when Inter had uh, the Joao Mario Gabigol summer where they spent a ton of money on those flops. I thought with Milan though, I would reconsider bringing him back. Just, I think he can do well this time around. If he were to come back to Milan, like I think that his overall game his maturity level confidence is higher his, his his overall game it's just has grown so much that i think if he ever to have a second stint under pioli he would really fit in well in that midfield yeah the um, whole club is more stable yeah. uh, so we're, we're gonna run want to thank everyone for stopping in uh please uh if you're watching us on youtube please hit the like button and subscribe to our channel and tell your friends culture connection where we every week we bring you content uh jerry thank you so much as always you see where to follow him on Twitter at jmancini8. You see where to follow me on Twitter at alexdonno, D-O-N-N-O. And we will talk to you guys again next time. Forza Inter and Jerry, uh, I guess good luck to Lazio. Yeah. Like I, I hope – I'll say this. I hope neither side suffers any injuries on Friday, okay? So good luck to Lazio. Oh, the pitch healthy. is terrible. The pitch is I, I've terrible. I've seen it. I've seen it. The pitch there is oh, awful at the Olympico. Someone's getting hurt on Friday. To that much. Fields. Well, we will talk to you again oh. next week on another episode of the Couch of Connection. Ciao. Roma, man.